Yep, okay. let's do it. All right, brother. Fabio, it is great to see you, my dude. How are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, great, man. It's been a long time. Awesome. Thank you so much. No uh, problem, it's an man. honor for me to be, to be here in your show. Amazing. I really appreciate that. So uh, with that being said, you have, you and I have had a different life, so to speak, in a broader sense. So tell me what your life has been like growing up in the Amazon and tell us a bit about that till kind of how you are now. Um, oh, of course. Um, yeah, I was born and raised in the Amazon rainforest of Ecuador. And, you know, like my, my early memories of my life is being like, you know, live, playing in the trees, uh, chasing uh, monkeys and you know, looking at snakes, no. but you know, when, when you grow up, you don't realize that uh, the rainforest is a beautiful place, but also there's a place that uh, we have a lot of challenges uh, as you, you know this when you, you, yeah. you visit Ecuador. Mm -hmm. um, so when, and we did not have electricity until we were, I was 14, 15 years old. Um, you know, we still do not have access to to, to clean water we have pipe water but not clean water so there is beautiful things it's a beautiful place but there is a place where you also face a lot of challenges in day-to-day -day life you know things that we take for granted in the city you know are scared here like there's a scarcity of certain things here so wow. yeah uh, but other than that i think now it's it's much better i I, I was very lucky, very lucky to be able to to go to study in, in university. I was very lucky to to be exposed to different experiences, whether in, in Ecuador and also I had the opportunity to live one year in the United States. So, yeah, when I was uh, 14, 15, I was like, oh, man, if I have the chance to go to the city, I will never yeah. come back to the rainforest. Like, really? I will go, go there and find a job there and live there but i don't want to come back because there is not much for me there is no opportunities here but right. now i realize that you you need to create the opportunities they, they they are not there you need to create them interesting how did you end up in the u.s like you said a 14 15 but how did you get there like did somebody recommend oh, no. you go or do you hop on a plane like with just randomly no, no. Yeah, like, you know, as I said, I've been very lucky. I, like, you know, I was the only boy who finished high school and was able to go to university. Like, the only out of 100 students, the only one who was able to, to attend university. So I got a scholarship in Quito, and I studied wow. there for two years. Yeah. And then there was an opportunity to apply for a scholarship to study abroad. So. I, I applied and I got accepted. So <laughs> why wow. not? Right. So that's yeah. so cool, man. An incredible experience. Yeah. No kidding. Especially at such a, like, that's pretty young to be doing that. Yeah. Like, like no, I, I, I went to the U.S. in my, my twenties, my twenties. So oh, okay. Was, yeah. Like I said, when I was, 14, 15, I was in high school yeah. uh, here in the rainforest. It was, you know, I, right. I just wanted to leave, to go to, to, yeah. to go to the city. 
uh, make Experience a life the big there. City. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Now I'm dude. back in the rainforest. So what's um, what is like the most of all that? Because we'll we'll unpack that as we go. But what is, mm-hmm. in your opinion, the most something that you see every day that is the most difficult challenge you face because you say with the lack of electricity and the lack of resources or the type of drinking Mm -hmm. water you have is it like what is it is it the overall group of it of everything it's just a a lot of many challenges you face every day or is it just one big thing that everybody faces um i would say like now you know i'm i'm um I'm an entrepreneur. I, I, we, we, three years ago we, uh, we started the uh, Witoka, Witoka coffee, and, yes, and now I have a, a different perspective. But in in general, I see like you know, I deal with people here, around here every day. But in general, um, you know, from the early age, you start to being, um, you know, there is lack of access to a good education. Especially with the pandemic, it's it's been worse. Like you know, the, yeah. now they say we go to online education, but the, the government doesn't realize that a lot of the kids who went to school regularly before the pan, uh, the pandemic hit uh, now don't have internet to where they can go to attend classes. So, uh... so when when you are growing up, you know, there's there's a lot of things that. Uh, especially when you are in a young age, you don't get exposed to like, let's say I, when I was growing up, I, I loved uh, reading books, like books. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I love books. Every, every book, I would read the newspaper, anything that was in my hands. But now I realize that there is not a library where you can attend here. Like there is, there is like this type of things and this overall thing like, um, a lot of people bring coffee beans for us to, to sell mm-hmm. here in the center. And some of them has to walk for as long as two hours with their horse uh, full with coffee in order yeah. to reach here. Because in some cases there is no, no road to access there. So there is a lot of, a lot of things. But in the other hand, it's like, you know, uh, during the pandemic, uh, where we are, we were like we're the most uh, privileged, I would say. You know, there's open spaces. Nice. Uh, we, we're not <laughs> locked locked down like you know. You could good. go and, and walk in the jungle and and plant your own food. So mm-hmm. there's there's both sides. Yeah. Right. So. That's interesting, man. What I I want to give you a compliment because I've noticed it when we met. We met in 2000 in May in 2018. So three years ago now give or take too yeah. long brother too <laughs> yeah, long. <yeah. laughs> it's been a while yeah it's been a while for sure and um you had really you were really well spoken in english and that really was surprising and you're even more well spoken oh, in english now and oh, thank you. That, no problem, man. Like it's in, and it's really cool to see. It's not just like, oh, you can hear it there. It's broken. But you I'm I speak quick and people tell me I speak quick and I try to use big words. So the fact that mm-hmm. you're like you're on the same level catching like you're with me is like really impressive. And I'm really like it's super cool, man. It's super cool to see. 
So I just want to tell you that it's really, it's, it's noticeable. Uh, it's thanks. awesome. No problem. Thanks. But now what's it, how'd you kind of learn English? Like when did you, when did you start or were you're like, Oh, this is uh, what I want to learn. Uh, I, you know, I, for some reason I, I, I got interested in, in speaking uh, English because, you know, my early memories were when I was young, I, I never seen people reading books here. So there was a, a, a beard guy from North America or, or Europe. Uh, he was reading a big book, like a, like a Bible. And I got really impressed. I was in the bus and I watched him and he was like, he was speaking in English with somebody. He was like, oh man, that's cool. I, I, want, to, <laughs> I want to learn English. And then I start practicing. I didn't have anybody to, to speak. Like now there's people who come here and ask for, for, for sale. How do you learn? It's like, it's like, you know, learning to swim, learning to walk. You just start doing it and you fail and then you, uh, you correct. Like, um, I remember one time I, I was asking a lady to give me the, her address. And I asked and instead, of, I asked her, give me your dress. And she was like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so. <it's> like, <laughs> Unreal. And I, I, so it's like you know you make mistakes and then you practice but i you know i i i would practice sentence by sentence i will find somebody who uh speak english and i will you know say whatever came uh, I, mm -hmm. you know most of the books that i read are in english so it, it helps a lot with the vocabulary that's cool that's really something that is interesting to me with the I find somebody like you find somebody to practice with which I think is oh man that's really interesting that people that you were able to find people in your area of the world that do speak enough English that you're able to practice conversational skills with them that's really neat yeah, I was I was very uh, lucky and privileged to to be able to attend a high school, uh, which its name is the high school is Yachana in our local language Kichwa, which means a place to learn. And there was volunteers from all parts of the world, and they came and, wow. and to teach English. So it was a, uh, a great opportunity. We were exposed to this type of people because um, this was very rare to find you know, people who, who speak that language here. Yeah. So you had yeah. people come in and teach Yeah, I, 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 Yeah, like a volunteer program in oh, while, while cool. I was in high school. Yeah. So Man. that was my opportunity. That's really fascinating. And you just made the most I, of it. I, oh, yeah. Like, you know, every opportunity you find, you, you take it. 100%. And, Yep. that's oh man that's so cool that's cool that people are like willing to go do that especially through a volunteer aspect and by volunteer it's like you're paying to go do this essentially right so yeah with that being said <laughs> i met you through one of those volunteer programs now how did you get into that line of work with the me to we and stuff if you're able to talk about that oh yes you're um, a very unique you know, role 
I, I, I finished university and when I finished university, I was like, what should I do with my life? Like, you know, I should stay in Quito or go back to the rainforest. And then uh, after that, uh, I took a long trip from, from our area to, to Peru through a kayak. Like in the Napo River, I went kayaking for about one month uh, down to the Amazon River. Like, you know, we stopped in one yeah. area, like in the, in the border, and then we took a small boat and we stopped there. And, you know, Brother, and you like kayaked to Peru? Yeah, we, for, we went for one month uh, with my, my wife now, with my uh. partner. And <laughs> it was quite that, like, that, that's an adventure that you do once in your life. Yeah, it's a one-time thing. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you do it, maybe you will not come back. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, what was that like? And then I have, a, you know, it, it was interesting. You know, we only ate plantain and fish. And that was our main diet. And we slept, slept in the, in the, sh in the, in the shore mm -hmm. in a tent. And sometimes we went and meet people in the, along the river. And they said like, Hey, come here and stay with us. Oh, it's nice. a different world over there. You know, oh, okay. Very isolated. Yeah. But uh, going going back to the point of yes. to we, I Sorry, a friend cool of mine uh, in, invited me to to apply it for, you know, to be facilitator and, huh. and, and guide. So I, I I did not have much experience being a facilitator nor a, a guide. Like it was first time I, I I had the chance. I applied and then uh, I got accepted so, and, and then I start. Uh, learning about guiding and learning about deeply about the jungle and about you know, social social issues. So and that's how I, I I got involved there. Yeah, it was a, a neat job. It was a really neat job. Yeah. Do you have like from that experience? Do you have like one like a favorite part? Because we all have favorite things about jobs we have we have had in the past. Do you have a favorite experience from that? Because now you now you run your own show. You're your own boss. You don't work for nobody, <laughs> right? So from that well, job, I, like, <laughs> well, I I I I say that we, I have many bosses who are, who are our customers and our clients. <laughs> they are I, my bosses. I understand you. That's probably a good in, way in to look of... at it. <laughs> right on. So, so yeah. um. My my favorite part was is meeting people who meeting people from from Canada from different parts of the world with different uh, points of view, but with with these uh, especially young people who have this deep desire of of you know wanting to change things and wanting to mm -hmm. to do things to change and and in this like you know in the end we all are. Uh, you know, live in different parts of the world, have different struggles and challenges. Uh, you know, you live in Canada, I live in the rainforest. There must be different things that you care about. And, but in the end, uh, for me was that people who to change things, mm -hmm. to change, like, you know, I, I like to say that you know, I, I wanted to get an education, not because I want to find a place in society to fit, but because I, I want to, to change uh, society where, where I, I live in the best way I can. Right. So, 
that was my favorite part. That's for, cool. For we. I like that. I'm working for we. Us. Um, <laughs> dude, that's really cool. I think that was something that that experience being like the connection between the two of us. I think that was something that what I don't have, I definitely don't have any, I try to not just live, but especially travel and go on adventures with no regrets afterwards. And I don't have any, like hindsight's twenty twenty, but I don't have any regrets from that trip. I think there'd be, I don't think I'd do anything differently either. I think when you go in and you <laughs> go with an attitude of getting the most out of everything. And like you said, making, when you're given an opportunity, um, you make the most of it. So I think that was something that I think was super fascinating about the people on those type of trips. And then the people I can imagine you've met, not just the 10 of us who are on the trip, but like hundreds of people all like that. We're like, oh, this is cool. Let's make the most of this. Whether they're shy or outgoing, they still do everything they can to participate. So it's really cool to see that. That's awesome. Uh, definitely. Um, definitely. And, you know, the other part is that, you know, you get people fascinated by the jungle. And yeah. I take it for granted here. Like, you know, like, oh, there is a, I don't know, a tarantula. And it's huge, they say. And it's like, for me, it's like, oh, a tarantula. <laughs> They they fell in uh, over when I, I was sleeping. I they fell over me when I was asleep. So mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know it's it's that that was that was, that that has been fun to 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 show people around and you know like our backyard. Yeah, that's that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool, bro. That's um that's something that's. I like you say like the taking things for granted because like the electricity and like the TV and all these weird material items that we have in Canada, even having that and not having it that and not having that say where you grow grew up when you were younger. But I think what's cool is you said it right when we started, you're like, you have to create your own opportunities and you create your own. Nobody's just going to hand you anything. And it's interesting, right, to hear you say that from where you are, because, dude, you're, you're an eight hour plane ride. Like, that's absurd. And then probably a lot more than that of a drive, because I have to go to Quito. I can't just land next to you, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you land to Quito and then you take the <laughs> bus up to uh, the, to the uh, mountains and then down, yeah. down, down. And then you'll... Third. Just absurd. You'll but get it here. It's cool to see that that's like a common theme across not like the world, right? Like we're so far away from each other and you're saying that you need to create opportunities. And then I have people who live down the road for me saying the, or me doing a show in my studio down the road, being like saying the exact same thing. It's like, you got to create your opportunities. Nobody's going to give it. And I'm like, you know, we might be onto something here. So it's cool, man. It's cool though. But with the, the me to we thing, what I tell people, I have one specific story and I think you'll like it because it's a moment. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> it's a moment in time about involving you. Okay. It's my favorite, my, one of my favorite Fabio moments, but it's a very like me and you moment. It's not like you to the group where I'm a part of it. It's you and I, right? So this was a cool moment for me. And what it was is 
I remember you telling us, this is how you kind of got started in your, you, I think you had a shop or you were beginning to set up a shop for coffee, like for your coffee business. And I remember we all were fascinated. We're like, man, this caught, well, I speak for myself, but we're, I was pretty like, this coffee's delicious, right? It's some of the best stuff. And you're like, no, amigo, I'll, I'll show you some good coffee. And then Rox was talking to us about it and you were telling us about it and we were learning a lot about it. So it was the perfect storm for me to go, Hey, Fabio, can I, uh, can I try some dude? What, uh, like, can I try your stuff? And then I remember you bringing me a mug full of it. And you're like, try this. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me go get milk. And you're like, you got offended, dude. You look personally offended. I was like, I just really upset this guy. I'm really sorry, man. Like I attacked your mother or something, dude. I felt really bad. You're like, do you want to? You're like, no, no milk, no leche. And I was like, no milk in my cup. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, drink it like this. And I was like, you're the boss, man. So I remember drinking it and it was at the right temperature. It was it was there's coffee we experience here in Canada. It's always there's a bitter taste to it after, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're like, what? And I'm like, I taste it and I'm like, mm. like I almost taste the like uh the it always tastes burned. Basically. Okay. Some are just more burned than others. And yeah, it's not good, right? And so with that being said, I had it and I was like, there was none of that. There was zero. And I never experienced coffee without that bitter aftertaste or burn to it of the oh, beans. Wow. It was fresh. That's an honor to hear. Yeah, man. You're very welcome. And I mean that. I'm not just saying that. Like it was the best coffee cup, <laughs> best cup of coffee I've ever had. I swear. And that's why I want to have you on. I wanted to share this. This whole thing <laughs> is just so I could tell you that, man. I swear to God. Like, that's, oh, thank yeah. You. That's that's best coffee I've ever had. And I'm 25. So I, I drink a lot of coffee. So oh wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and I and I can tell you that uh since the last time we met at Ming uh in the jungle, um we have evolved whether in uh you know drying or coffee beans. I'm learning about how to ferment it because coffee mm -hmm. is a bean that gets fermented like wine. Yeah, like just oh, as, as grape gets fermented before yeah. they get processed. Uh, we have evolved. Now you see in my background, there is this, my, 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 my beast. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful beauty. machine that we, uh, uh, arrived on December and we start working with it in, uh, February. So I, I'm still learning about using that. So it's, uh, no kidding. And it, it, it gives us, it gives us a completely different, uh, flavor profile that, you know, we, we have been able to uh to evolve in that sense so we mm -hmm. you know we, we i like to say we have been lucky and privileged to to get support from from different people and and you know there's some saying that you know the, the more you work the, the lucky you get so it's yeah it, it, it. so now i uh, i would say if you try your uh our coffee will yes Probably tastes much better than last time. No way. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> well, check this out. When the borders open up, I will, uh, I'll make it one of my first few adventures that I make is down to, uh, down to where you are, brother. I'm going to, 
I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take you up on that theory. I'm gonna test you that theory you. of yours. So, <laughs> so you all was welcome here. Right on, bro. I really appreciate that. So with that being said, take uh take me through kind of like why coffee? Like take me through how that why all got coffee? started. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I I was where we live in the jungle. Uh, it's um, it's a, it's a coffee growing region. Uh, my dad came here in the seventies. Uh, the jungle in the 70s, like, you know, uh, it was uh, pretty much a wild place, like the, the, I would say, we, uh, wild west of the United States or Canada back in the 1800s. That was the jungle in the 70s here in Ecuador. Jeez. And my dad came when he was in his late 20s and he got a piece of land and started mm -hmm. working and then coffee was brought, uh, Robusta coffee. Uh, was brought here and was planted and, and was the main uh, way of living as people. And then uh, when I was growing up, in, uh, I remember in 2004, the price of 100, 100 pounds of coffee, coffee cherries like that get harvested mm. would cost 50 cents, 50 US cent, uh, cents. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was really, uh, wrecking for our, our economy it was devastating so mm -hmm. a lot of people cut down cut down the trees and had to move and do other things but my dad uh he did not cut down the trees because we i like you know uh, our saying is that we start drinking coffee uh, after we leave our breast milk you know like nice age <laughs> so we and that's and unreal so, <laughs> And then when I went to university, I, I, you know, I didn't like the city. I, I came back and I said, like, we, we got to start with something. And mm -hmm. we started with coffee. So I started uh, roasting coffee in a pan, like in a clay pan. And I, that probably that was the coffee that you tasted. Yeah. With, my, with our hands in a clay pan. And we put it in a bag and we went to the, to the small town and, yeah. and sell it to the, to the you know, store owners. And you know, we sell five bags, and I was like, Oh, yes, we sell yeah, some, some that's, a win. Bags. <laughs> that's a win, that's a win. But but we started little by little, and and the only way for us to 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 bring value to the products that get produced in the Amazon mm -hmm. uh, is by transforming them here. So a lot of the value that uh, gets created through the coffee chain will stay here and our mission okay. as you know as a, we talk uh, uh, is to inspire love for the amazon to products that elevates your senses mm -hmm. so that's why we, we pay a lot of attention to every detail that uh, gets before you get a, a coffee back so it's, it's there's a lot of work behind the scenes yeah um, and uh, so, you know, a big part of the, like, also that we think something that we take pride is that we are not only are paying, like, you know, the farmers that work with us are not only getting a fair price, or, but also we work in a program with um, one of our members who visit them uh, once a month to see what is going on in their, in their crops, like, how can we improve their production? That's and cool. our philosophy is to do organic 
agriculture, not because it's you know a marketing thing, but not, we don't even say it's organic in our back, but we do organic because it's the right thing to do. And it's in the long term, if I want to harvest coffee for the next 10 years, 15 yeah. years, we should do organic. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, like, um, so going back to why we decided to do to, to, to coffee is because first uh, coffee gets grown here. Yeah. Remember, we're working with uh, Robusta coffee, which is a totally different uh, variety from Arabica, which is the main, the most popular product in the market. Uh, Robusta has, its, um, I would say, the, the tractors that people who... Oh, wow. Yeah. No uh, games. They're not playing it, around. <laughs> so, but, you know, I like to say we are in the, like, the, the edge of the arrow here in working with uh, fine Robusta coffee in Ecuador. We are oh, not wow. the only ones. Probably there's some people in the coast doing that, but Witoka is, you know, producing fine robusta coffees. And mm -hmm. back in 2019, we won the national competition for 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 cup for robusta coffee, and there was a, a prize that you know put put us in the in the map. And hey, now people that when I went to Quito and knocked doors, every <laughs> thank you. Every coffee yeah. shop, like, you know, we went to coffee shops and say, hey, here we have some coffee from the jungle. And it's Robusta coffee. And I said, no, no, no. We, they didn't even, even bother to try it. They said, no, we don't work with Robusta. Now, yeah. some of them, last week, one of the guys, I, I remember, mm -hmm. uh, said, like, hey, do you have uh, coffee? I, I'm interested, interested in selling your coffee. So <laughs> there you go. It, 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 it changed, uh, I would say. 90 degrees uh, after three years of working on that and you know working on quality uh, yeah. finally the the results are start to showing up that's so cool man so that's kind of how it's that would answer my question on how it kind of has progressed over the years right that's kind of how yeah, it's like, all come full circle yeah it, definitely because when you were here it was yes for you know stoves and a roof and a clay pan in the underneath. So we, yeah. we were very uh, shame of showing pictures of our roaster because it's <laughs> probably. Oh, and, and, and now we like, you know, where I am now, it's like, it's a, it's a lab, a coffee lab. We do chocolate. Uh, we do, and there's a coffee shop as well. So people come here and, and, and drink coffee, like, you know, and nice. we do the whole circle, like from the farm to the cup. Wow. That's, I feel that's the better way to do it. Cause a lot of companies in the more areas, more North where we like, where I am and stuff in Canada, the U S and the more uh, like more advanced technological, like technologically advanced cities have this way of if it's all about marketing and that's, and that's how they're getting their product out. But I always feel like it's never the best. Like, I don't know what is the best coffee to get when I'm up in Canada, if that makes mm. sense, you know, cause if I don't, I don't know, to me, it's like, we have our Tim Hortons, which is very Canada specific. Right. And um, as far as I know, and then it's sometimes it's hit or miss, like it's either really good or it tastes like, 
bad, like not good. It tastes uh, burned, right? And there's always that aftertaste. It just does this cup taste more burned than the last cup? It's kind of a guessing game. When you're paying two dollars, you don't really want to play that game. But Russian roulette with coffee. But um, yeah. So what do you do? You know any like North American brands that are like the ones that you like recommend to people if they can't like ship yours yet kind of thing oh yeah like i don't you know i i haven't really done any research on the u.s market like we mm. are now we're working with i have a friend in the u.s now who has taken some samples of coffee nice. but before we reach the u.s ground with our coffee we need to get uh, permissions uh, permissions i would be i would be very uh, optimistic if I, by the end of this year or next early next year we'll be able to ship coffee from here to to the US or Canada like or finished product we we are working with you know with the german market yeah that's some, really cool some contacts in germany who already has already purchased some roasted coffee and green beans mm-hmm. and not not yet in the US but um, you know, like, like when you talk about uh, burnt coffee or or coffee that is, like you know, you said, like you, the aftertaste is because like I like to compare coffee. The easiest way to compare is with beef. If you go to a steakhouse and you buy a well done beef, like you know, that is really well done, yeah. that would be uh, a coffee that is well roasted, like you know, you back roast. Mm. Because okay. in, in the big industry, like, I don't know, Tim Horns, but big companies that roast huge amounts of coffee every day, they need to have consistency. And in order to have consistency, you need to, like, you know, to, to roast it in higher temperatures. So you hide the uh, defects of, like, there is off flavors. Uh, that makes so sense. So that's, yeah. Like, yeah. I hear in... I think the intelligentsia, there is a coffee chain in Canada that, is, that they have great coffees. Have you heard about them? Okay. Intelligentsia. Who, who is that? Sorry. Say it again. Inter- intelligentsia. Intelligentsia. Heard of, but don't really. I, I'm Tim Hortons every day. So I'm, I got to oh. look into that, but I will. Intelligentsia. Yeah. Yeah. Intelligentsia. Intelligence, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I see what you Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'll look into it, man, because that's that's good to know. I was kind of hoping. I was like, man, I hope he tells me what the best kind I can get here is, because I want to change up my routine. Because if you <laughs> can't, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> but nice. Okay, that's cool. I never knew that. That was, I. It makes sense when you say it about like they, there's off flavors, like the consistency. It's not. It's not really there. So that makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. It's really cool to hear you talk about it at that length. Like you can tell you're passionate about it and you can tell that there's like a long history and like, it's a part of you. It's not just something you like found interest in. It was something that kind of has always been there. And then you be like, you kind of used it as a, as you're like, you took your entrepreneurial spirit, let's say, and, uh, turned it in and you fabricated something you created something for yourself and your family so that's super cool that's super cool to hear yeah yeah and and you know it's it's something that is not like you know it's not only fabio doing this there is a lot oh, like, no. you know i'm very grateful with a lot of people who have 
support us along the way mm-hmm. and the people like the team that work with us but I, like this is not you know for for me and for our team that we want to say is that we don't mm-hmm. we don't want to do just this for like you know we, we just don't want to make great coffee and and ship it out there we mm-hmm. want to people to, to buy our coffee to drink our coffee but this is a way of life like you know we work with farmers to improve their production because that means they will get better income but along the way also there is other people who, who fell in love with our, our cast and for example have a, like a, a friend who decided to come and start working with the kids sorry it's a huge heavy rain outside oh, um, with our kids about uh, doing uh, Reading. Uh, we uh, like our goal is to, to 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 create a library here in our facilities for the kids of the farmers to come oh, and, wow. uh, and learn about reading. So that's a big big goal. And there is already one lady who is coming two times a week to work with the kids in our facility. Uh-huh. Like they have a space out there where we do our work, and you know, <laughs> that's so get cool. some books and start learning about uh, you know about reading about painting so it, it, you know coffee is not only about making coffee and or chocolate it's about you know you know bringing and pushing the community around together because you know if yeah. if, if you know the kids of the farmer like we want to uh, kids on the farm learn to read, then they are gonna uh, learn how to love the Amazon because our mission is to to inspire love for the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And loving something is is not just uh, you know to take care of it. It means yeah. to take care of something. Right, that's really cool, yeah. and that's something that I think is something that a lot of people don't understand. And what I'm curious about with you saying that, because I did have it as a question, I want to know if there's any, what are some misconceptions people have about when they hear the word rainforest or Amazon? What are the, some things, if that makes sense? Oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, main misconceptions is that people like, I believe that like, especially in the cities, like Quito, that is very close to us, believe that the jungle is a very dangerous place. Like the jungle is, people live in trees and they don't have phones. They communicate with the smoke, <laughs> <laughs> smoke signals. Uh, oh, you know, no. we still are cavemen. No, I'm not kidding. It's something that people in Quito right. or other cities in Ecuador yeah. still believe. And that, that is the jungle. And the other misconception is that the, the rainforest is a place that is um, like, there is not many people living here. Yes, there is not many people living. There is a lot of people living here. And also where I am in the northern part is the main, main uh, oil production. This huge oil production in the northern part. Oh, wow. So this, uh, yeah, like uh, the main production of uh, oil for Ecuador comes from this, this area of of ecuador huh how has that affected like um has that how has that affected the rainforest at all like is oh, it or is so it so much 
Yeah. Oh, that's huge, 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 um, huge damages that, you know, oil production costs are like. Do you hear about the Chevron, Chevron yeah. oil yeah. Uh, issue with Steven Donziger? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I remember when I was 10 years old, I went to the northern part of, because I have family living there. And yeah. and I remember like seeing the, the big trucks throwing oil in the, in the street. And then when the rain came, like it, it would take all of that to to the to the rivers. And and my dad says that when he lived there, he has to you know move oil on top in order to get the water from the from the bottom to drink it. So it's it's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. That's no good. I'm at very all. lucky that where we are, there is we are not we don't have uh, oil production, but in the northern yeah. part, it's huge. Yep. That's horrible. It's, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Is there like a... I'm sure there's got to be like laws they have to follow that's like, oh, well, they recycle X amount or they have to rebuild what they break down. But how do you rebuild trees like that? Like, it's not just your average pine tree, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's... Lame. um. It, it's yeah, like you know, man nature is is a very difficult relationship that uh, you know we are breaking. Like now, you see the record temperatures and you see mm. rainforest being cut down, and that's why I believe now. Like I believe that you know, doing coffee in in the way we do uh, with the people around here, the indigenous people have a system known as chakra. Mm -hmm. Chakra is uh, this way of Chakra. like, you know, you not only have coffee, it's permaculture. Uh, in the Western yep. world will be permaculture where you have not only coffee trees, but you have plantain, you have yep. cassava or yucca, you have fruits and lemons. Mm. And uh, coffee in a, in, a, in a way allows you to, to, to keep the rainforest uh, as, as much as possible. Uh, safe if you yeah. for example like in the other hand you don't do coffee you do cattle like you know you put cattle you have to cut down everything down or you do corn or rice or other crops that are mm. short cycle crops you need to clear the land in order to plant and the issue with let's say people who want to keep the jungle is like they go to the farmers and say no you you cannot cut down the trees but what the family would say, what would I feed to my kids? What would I, you know, eat myself? So I, I need to cut down the trees. Yeah. So that's why um, I believe coffee in a way preserves the, the, the jungle. Interesting. Just the way you're uh, you doing everything organically and working, not working for it. You're working with farmers and everything in the area and like, it's a really cool process that you set up, especially with the message, like showing it love and spreading love for the Amazon and taking care of it at the same time as creating a really, like really good products in the coffee and the chocolate. So man, that's really cool. That's really unique. I really like that a lot. I think it's really cool what you're doing. Long term, uh, long term, I would say a strategy. 
can you hear me well i think the connection is a little bit off oh that's good that's good yeah i can hear you pretty good now yeah no yeah, worries um yeah like as i said this is a, a, a long-term strategy that we are working and we are not working along like no we have um some ngo well this one particularly one ngo who is you know working with us there is the local government the small uh, parish who whose president is my friend and he's also uh it's a big support in that so we we are able to mobilize and go there and work with farmers and you know like like we say you have all of the the materials to do organic fertilizers in your farm so you don't have to go to the to the main yeah. city and buy it and and ah. it's like pretty much relearning what we used to do let's say 50 years ago 100 years oh. ago before the chemicals came before monsanto or Bayer. so yeah. it's a it's pretty much relearning what we forgot a while ago that's pretty unique that's a really good way of i think working with a group of people to create that's cool that you guys all have that common goal and you all share that mission and the values of that mission and you're all how many of there are you on the team uh we're about 13 13 people 13 people who we do wow yeah different different things like yeah and jeez and and nice and it's a, it's a it's a constant learning it's a constant learning like it's, you know like for example i have taken courses on fermentation courses on uh, roasting and my wife takes courses on cupping coffee and there is another guy who takes courses on uh, is learning about agriculture so it's um the thing that allowed us to grow it's it's is um because we 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 take learning very very seriously like it's a, mm -hmm. so because you need to you need to know what you are going to tell the farmers like you know you need to do your research and do your experiments and that yeah. that allows us to to grow little by little mm -hmm. that's a really smart approach fabio to uh doing what or working towards achieving what you guys want to achieve like that's really interesting man it's oh, man i'm trying to wrap my head around what that's like like each you guys have your own like separate like okay this is your focus this is your focus this is your focus and then we kind of bring it all to the table and we find the best way to execute right sort of on yeah, close that, that's pretty much you, you, <laughs> yeah that's it's not perfect you know like yeah. you know it's, it's nothing is perfect it's isn't always, a real word <laughs> perfect doesn't exist yeah that's true <laughs> that's it but that's that we try to, to do here as we talk about like and you know as mm -hmm. oh being an entrepreneur is not a monday to, to friday job it's a, no nope <laughs> no sir <laughs> it's a it's an everyday job work and you know you need to work with a certain level of or uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Now there is certain level of not knowing, not knowing what what what's gonna happen next. Uh, yeah, and you have to to live with that. Man, oh, I commend that. Like that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of hard work. 
but it's if it's for something you're passionate about, I'm sure it makes it like it makes the bad days not that bad, eh? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So no kidding. Yep. So with that being said, you said it's a full time, it's not just a Monday to Friday, nine to five, clock in, clock out. It's uh full, it's full time 24-7. So with that being said, um is it sounds a lot like parenting. So now with that being said as well, how do you kind of blend the two? Because you're a father now. You're married man, you're family man, you're a father now, you run the business. How in the heck do you juggle that? Like how do you balance that? Yeah. Oh man, it's now I am you know now I am like realizing that it's it's catching up, like it's it's getting it's um yeah. sometimes you, you just you just you feel you feel it in your in your shoulders. Um you know, I, I'm very happy to be to be a father and you know, raising a kid, ra- uh, growing a company. It's, it's similar. <laughs> you yeah, need to pay attention. <laughs> just difficult, <laughs> difficult. Pay it's, attention. It's 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 it's, it's, yes, um, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. But if you you know have enough love, I think um, it works. Like I I I I'm very lucky because I. Uh, I am surrounded with people who who care mm-hmm. care about us and we care about them and you know, my parents support with my baby. Um, my wife also is very supportive and like and we share our responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Both in work with our with the kid mm-hmm. uh, with the baby. Um, but yeah, like you know, the, the good thing is that we we can carry the baby around. Like we like you know sometimes. Uh, when I'm roasting, she's over there with a, in the little car, and when I have to go, and you know, we carry our baby around. So nice, <laughs> part of the team. But it, it's it's yeah, it's part of the team. But it, it's it's a it, it's a work. Yeah. yeah, and you you believe that when you know baby grows, gets older, is <laughs> it's gonna be better? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, dude. Yeah. But, but it's fun to be a part of yeah. That's good. That's cool that, like, yeah, it probably helps you guys both in the business and you're able to, like, jungle, juggle it back, jungle it, juggle it back and forth, and it works out pretty well. That's cool. That's good to hear that it's, like, it's, it's a challenge, but it's smooth. I think anything that doesn't pose a challenge isn't something you're going to grow out of. Like, if it's not challenging, you're not going to gain anything from it, right? yeah you know you got to be you got to be pushed a little bit so i think that's really cool that that's like there's multiple challenges but you're tackling them all so that's a that's intense man that's awesome that's really good to hear so i like i like that like that a lot so with that being said do you have any kind of as we wrap this up do you have any kind of hmm i almost want to do two pieces of this question but any advice you have for it could be like just for people in general let's say young adults like people under the age of 30 let's say oh any like 
general advice for them and then uh i have no i've kind of like a piggyback question off of that one so we'll get to that one in a second uh, any like advice for people kind of in their young adults early late 20s that uh you'd pass on oh advice well i'm bad i'm getting bad at the giving advice because the more i read and learn i'm like oh maybe i'm like, wrong i don't know anything <laughs> though i don't i can't tell people what to do yeah i'm, I'm like socrates now like i know that i don't know yeah <laughs> but i think for advice is that you know i you know i tell all of the young kids that work for us like you know you can lose money but you can what if you lose your time and you will you you will not you 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 will not get it mm-hmm. you will not get it back and the other thing is that you know like sometimes you you realize that you know something and then you do some you start learning about it and then you realize i don't know and things sometimes things that people tell you are not necessarily true right. you know like when we started coffee robusta uh, we talked about coffee three years ago we got so many people telling us, don't do that. A product is bad. Mm. Um, do Arabica, mix it with Arabica. Probably people are going to like it. And we were so stubborn that, uh, you know, stubborn and we didn't yeah. listen. And it's like, you know, our gut feeling or, you know, we kept doing it, kept working. And finally, like people who said that are turning around and are actually started to to believe like if you are you have some confidence about something and you feel that it's the right direction to go uh, yeah. you, know, you should go in that direction despite of you know of the naysayers that you will find along the way mm-hmm. just follow through man i like that i like that a lot i think that's something that yeah like that's well said there's nothing i really have that's kind of i can add to that so that's uh that's a good thing i like that a lot that's uh that's something that's man that's cool to hear that's cool to hear you say now with that do you have a final not piece of advice or anything like that but second part of this as a kind of trail off do you have like a final message you want to share whether it be like tell people about like the coffee business or what you guys are trying to do a bit more like if you have one like one little piece that you want to share or where can people find you kind of thing this is your red carpet oh. moment so, <laughs> oh wow this is your time to plug it like share yeah. oh, like um bullet. Pop, pop. yeah like you know we what we do is uh you know, doing coffee is one way for us to to spread awareness for the rainforest. To you know, to we are not gonna leave, gonna go and live elsewhere in another planet. We're gonna stay in this planet. And I think what we do and a lot of people here in the Yarwa are doing, whether developing uh, products, is because we love the rainforest and we wanna like you know, we want to still uh live in this place for the next uh two three generations that comes and what we talk about coffee does is is to uh, as you said inspire love for the amazon and that means 
bringing, trying to bring the best products as possible. But in the other hand, while we are doing that is uh, taking care of the rainforest, taking care of the, uh, the forest where we work, but also the people who is behind that. Not our staff, but the farmers and the community around mm -hmm. us. Um, and we try to, to share uh, uh, that with the people who we work with, but also the people uh, that purchase our products. Nice. So you can find us uh, uh, find us in wetoka.com, a webpage, but also uh, wetoka downscore coffee. Nice. That's where we, we, we try to, to share. Right on. I'll be sure to uh, link that stuff in the pages that I share on the podcast and in the video and the audio um, pages, just so the, and I'll do everything I can with that as well to like spread the message and make people aware of what you're doing. Cause I think a lot of people, more people should know more people should be aware that that is a thing that you guys are doing and that there is a very, very cool mission behind what you're doing. It's not just so much as selling a product. It's you're selling like the mission on why you guys are doing it and how it all comes full circle. And I think that story is really, uh, it's really inspiring Fabio. So I really, uh, I really appreciate you uh, giving me a chance to ask you a bunch of questions today, hanging out with me for a bit and um, just being able to share your story. I'm super grateful that I met you super grateful for the coffee that you've blessed me with. And I look forward to the next new and improved, as you say, new and improved cup of coffee when I uh, visit the rainforest next. So I really appreciate your time, brother. Oh, please. Thank you so much. And, and as I said, uh, we do coffee, not we, use, we do not only for the sake of making coffee, but because there is a lot of uh, people who benefit behind the change. Like, as I mm -hmm. mentioned to you, the, the reading program that we are already working and we started this uh, it was initially uh, in, intended to teach English to the kids, but then in evolved to reading, we realized that English is <laughs> learning yeah. English is not as important as learning no. to read books and to love to read books and right. and, and to get this uh, creative uh, passion for, for kids to, to have a space to, you know, to do their paintings, to look at their books and, and learn about them. Mm -hmm. So nice and like that's that, what like. we do as as, as, as we go mm -hmm. and thank you so much for opening this space to to share our ideas and spread the message yes sir uh, it's, it's, it's an honor for me to be here in Man. this program i really appreciate that life I... after high school yes sir hey <laughs> yes sir that's amazing 